Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting. The I never thought about that before, and now it's all I can think about edition. Oh, no. <laughs> this, this applies to so many things. So many things. And I'm already worried about how <laughs> you are going to apply it today. I yeah. am stressed. <laughs> okay. It's valid. That's valid. Today is episode 065, Curious Case of the Wandering Spleen. Oh, I was right. <laughs> I was right. To be honest, you know, I hear the word spleen. I've used the mm. word spleen. I don't know that much about spleens. <laughs> if you showed me a picture of a person, yeah, I, I wouldn't know exactly where to point. Ah. So my Texas public school education is not helping <laughs> me today. But good thing, I have a feeling you're going to tell me all about it. You're so going to point to a spleen? Fuck yes. It's going to be great. Finally. <laughs> At last, I'm finally going to... Be able to meaningfully contribute to a conversation about a spleen instead of faking it because it's too late for me to ask where what it is as a 30-year-old person. Well, you're in the right place. Amazing. We're all going to learn about the spleen and a, a lot of other things about Fantastic. the human body today. Wow. Boy, howdy. I'm pumped. <laughs> Love some body stuff. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with uh, just the absolutely pumped, ready-to-see-horrible-shit yes. Marissa Riley. Yes, that's me. <laughs> I'm pumped. Bring on the body stuff. Bring on the goo. Yeah, there's goo. There's goo today. There's always goo. There's always goo. Oh. Uh, and if this, is, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we're going to talk about. If I, if I did, <laughs> I would have done some research on my own so I could finally talk about spleens. But I am in good hands because Jill is very smart. And does a lot of research and makes it very fun. <laughs> so I'm just going to ride this wave. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to do what I can to teach you about spleens and sometimes when they wander. Yeah. It's so <laughs> creepy. It's so creepy. Uh, should we begin? We definitely but should. Shall. Uh, yes, my friends, have you ever wondered why our organs don't just flop about inside our bodies? Um, no, but I am now. <laughs> I really am now. We're bipedal, vertical creatures that walk, sometimes run. Yeah. We trip, we fall, we jump out of planes. Yeah, um, we do. <laughs> we're the only species to invent roller coasters and find ways to deliberately hurl ourselves through time and space. God, we're a mess. Yeah. So how are we not just piles of organ meat at the end of the day? That's a very good question. Right? Um, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's answer this question that I've never thought of before. <laughs> now, when you think of what holds yourself together, you may think of like your cute skeleton yes. or your luxurious skin. Yeah. Um, but there are many other unsung heroes, many factors put in place to make sure you stay in place. Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> uh, we're briefly going to meet some innards you may not have heard of before uh -huh. uh, and then dive into a medical case when one of these fail-safe mechanisms uh, kind of fails and there's a whoopsie-daisy as, as noted in uh, the title of today's episode. <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine this very important thing mm. and, and what happens when it goes bad and um so important and i'm stressed and that's the end of my story uh yes tell me stressed and eager St oh hurry hurry jill <laughs> tell me about it now 
Uh, let's begin with the best friend you never knew you never knew you had. Um, although its name definitely sounds like one of the more popular girls in high school that ignored you, or worse. Uh-huh. Uh, let's begin by talking about Fasha. Oh, Fasha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a what a cunt. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm sure Fasha has a very important role. Um, yeah. In my life, that doesn't involve traumatizing me. Um, <laughs> I have heard this word ah. before. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure what this... It, there's this thing called a fascia roller. Ah. And what you do is it's this weird sort of beaded stick thing. And, <laughs> Sounds um, medieval. <laughs> it looks like a torture device. And, and you roll it over your thumb thighs or any place with cellulite to supposedly smooth it out um i've reached an age where um i don't believe it anymore i'm like (laughs) it's fine just let it be but i've heard i think it's called a fascia roller or like a fascia stick yeah that makes sense because we're gonna get into it and it does involve uh shape okay i mean your shape is your shape you're not gonna iron yourself out so no i don't want to (laughs) It's it's perfect. I'm fine with it. You're beautiful. Thank you. You're Every, beautiful. Everyone listening, beautiful. You're gorgeous. God, Your shape is great. God damn it. God beautiful. damn it. <laughs> so annoying. Good it's so for beautiful. you. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so fascia, my friends, is literally everywhere throughout your body. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, I'd like to show you a graphic photo. It's time. Okay. Now, it's impossible to talk about the inside of our bodies without actually looking inside a body. I I knew this. I knew this uh, moment would come. Yes. So what we're going to see is some muscle Uh and our buddy fascia, as indicated with uh, by some arrows. Okay. Okay. I love arrows. (laughs) So please, in your best doctoral abilities, uh, tell us what fascia looks like, what it's surrounding and even inside of. Um, If you would like to see this graphic photo, please just head on over to our social media stuffs and take a look inside your body yeah why not look at it (laughs) so here we go it's a small photo but graphic oh (laughs) well you know i Mm. so what it looks like i'm looking at i'm like scratching myself because i'm nervous about it um i am looking at what looks like the fat from a raw chicken breast. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of it. And it's kind of this yellowish, blubbery, fat-looking mm-hmm. stuff. Right. And it looks like... Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, I'm going to use the arrows now. Yeah. Okay, so that blubbery, um, yellow stuff is called... A neurotic. Uh, no, you were right about the fat. There oh, it is. it's fat. You're okay, totally, just yeah. kidding. I was right. It, what <laughs> the thing that looks like fat is fat. Well done, Marissa. Got it. Okay, and then there's a casing kind of <sighs> on and under it. Trust me, that's the best way to describe it. Jill will probably have a more eloquent way of saying no, you it. Got it. But yeah. it's on it. It so it's on the fat, and then there's more fat on top of it, and that seems to be called the aponeurotic fascia or Mm. fascia lata that sounds delicious (laughs) um and then underneath everything that i've already talked about is what kind of looks like raw tuna and that is the vastus lateris muscle with its epimesia fascia yeah okay so it's like muscle fat 
thin layer of like skin, sort of like um, clear skin looking stuff, and then uh, more fat. Perfect. Did I do that? I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear you breathing heavily. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. That's an incredible description, especially if you take a look at the photo. Yes, look at it. It yeah. really helps. It's... You actually even said something like skin, put a pin in that, Ooh, uh, how it's okay. wrapping things, put a pin in that. Uh, but let's get official. According okay. to John Hopkins University, fascia is a thin casing of connective tissue that surrounds and holds every organ, blood vessel, bone, nerve fiber, and muscle in, in place. You know what it looks like? It looks <clears throat> like sausage casing. Yeah. So it's human sausage casing. Perfect. That sounds really scary <laughs> human sausage casing that's um yeah, I mean, that's like the sequel to like the human centipede is the human <laughs> sausage casing that's let's uh, did i derail this no, enough you, uh, should i derail it more <laughs> <laughs> we'll make some calls we'll, make, we'll make it happen let's do it so yeah think of fascia as saran wrap or cling wrap or as dr riley said uh human sausage casing there you go <laughs> so it's strong enough to stabilize, enclose, and separate every layer of muscle and internal organ. But it's super flexible, moving along with the things that need to move, thanks to being made of closely packed bundles of collagen fibers, oh. which is why it looks kind of translucent. Yes, it yeah. does look translucent. Uh, packaged bundles of collagen fibers. That mm. sounds amazing. Not like I want to eat it, but it just sounds really cool. Yeah, super because, strong. Yeah, yeah, super strong. And there's so much of it. Sections are classified by how deep in the body it's found oh. and anatomical location. Oh. For example, my friends, uh, pinch any part of your body. Okay. And but there you go. Okay. Now, um, what, do you, what are you pinching there? I'm pinching my um, thigh. Cool. The, but like my <laughs> outer thigh. Nice. Because um, I went for a run, so it's like really tight. <laughs> so uh, when you pinch your skin, you're picking up not only the epidermis, but also a layer of superficial fascia, oh. which is right underneath the skin there. Superficial fascia. Yeah. Superficial fascia. <laughs> it provides support and helps maintain the shape of your skin. It even stores fat and water and acts as a passageway for infection-fighting lymph fluid, uh, for nerves and blood vessels. It's like the ultimate bouncer for your skin. This is amazing. Yeah. Why is why have I never? Maybe everyone talks about fascia, but I, I'm I, I've never I've no one has ever no. talked to me about this. No, it's like the skin for your skin. This is superficial fascia. It's the crazy. Skin for your skin. <laughs> That's right. This is amazing. I love it. Um. So. Uh, Dr. Marissa, if you would do the honor of reading about another level of fascia located a bit further inside the body. I would absolutely love to. All right. Visceral fascia suspends organs uh, with their cavities and... Within. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just going to start again. Okay, quote, visceral fascia suspends organs within their cavities and wraps them in layers of connective tissue membranes. Each organ is covered by uh, is covered in a double layer of fascia. These layers are separated by a thin serous membrane, which secrete fluid to allow lubricated sliding movements. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, visceral fascia is less extensible than superficial fascia due to its sensory role uh, I'm gonna get this due to its uh, due to its suspensory role of the organs it needs to maintain its tone rather than consistency if it is too lax 
it contributes to organ prolapse, yet if it's hypertonic, it restricts proper organ motility or its ability to move. End quote from the fascia wiki. Woo. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. So it's a, it sounds a little complicated, but just to give you an example of visceral fascia, uh, everyone imagine your brain. Okay. <laughs> Easy. There's a glossy wrapping that surrounds it. Okay. Right now that's called the meninges. Now, okay. if that sounds kind of familiar, we hear about it most often when it gets inflamed. Uh, that condition is called meningitis. Ah, this clarifies um, every time anyone has ever talked about meningitis. I've just been like going with it. <laughs> yeah. And now I understand. Yeah. If someone had just told me. Yeah, we're doing it one now. One person. Now, under normal conditions, that lubed up sturdy wrapping is the meninges. Okay. And it's super helpful in both preventing your brain from smacking against your skull. That's nice. And allows a little movement to prevent friction. That's the lubricated part. Amazing. So, okay, it's all coming together. Yeah. So it's, you know, high five to this visceral fascia for keeping your brain in place, but a little lubed up at the same time. I like it. There you go. It's, it's keeping stuff safe, lubed, cozy, <laughs> yeah. comfy. Yeah, I, I really like it. So uh, one other example, though, you may not have heard of is the super important underrated hero, the mesentery. I've really never heard that yeah, word right? before. Mesentery. Never heard that <laughs> word before. Um, so everyone, where is it? Point to your abdomen and your gut. Okay. Uh, and while you're doing that, Dr. Marissa, tell us what's underneath that's so damn important. I would love to tell you. All right. From Healthline.com, quote, the mesentery is found in your abdomen where it surrounds your intestines. The mesentery attaches your intestines to the wall of your abdomen. This keeps your intestines in place, preventing it from collapsing down into your pelvic area, end quote. Oh my God, this is so important. Yes, it is. I had no idea this was in my body yes. for 31 years, yep. and it's been doing something really great. So goddamn important. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah so if you've ever stopped short in a car, you can thank your mesentery, or mesentery? How would you say it? Mesentery. Mes that sounds right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, basically, this prevents your colon from coming out your butt or nice. being impaled on your pelvis. That's so, so cool. So I am so happy <laughs> that my colon has never fallen out of my butt. Yes. Oh, thanks, mesentery. Or <laughs> mesentery. I don't know. Mesentery. Mesentery. That's great. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on to our final fascia before we hit the break. What do you say? I love it. Okay. Move over, deep state. We're talking about something real, the deep fascia. Oh, shit. <laughs> the deep fascia. Why am I singing and snapping? Sorry, Jill. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Let it out. Uh, now, the deep fascia is a smidge below the superficial fascia, which, remember, supports the skin. Yes. Uh, if you're wondering what supports our muscles, don't worry. It's the deep fascia. Fuck yeah, deep fascia. <laughs> According to Alexander T. Trott, MD, quote, deep fascia is a relatively thick, dense, and discrete fibrous tissue layer. It acts as a base for the superficial fascia and as an enclosure for muscle groups. This layer is recognized as an off-white sheath 
for the underlying muscles. Wow. The main function of deep fascia is to support and protect muscles and other soft tissue structures. It also provides a barrier against the spread of infection from the skin and superficial fascia into muscle compartments. End quote. Okay. So this is going to mean nothing to anyone. (laughs) I like to start everything I say with that. But once I saw this uh, French horror movie called Martyrs, don't watch it. Don't do it. (laughs) I I watched it for you and you don't have to. But basically in one part of it, Mm -hmm. uh, the end... Uh, a girl in it gets completely flayed. Yeah. Like all of her skin is taken off except for the part on her face. And it's it was really interesting to watch because you got to see someone without skin. Yeah. And this is really helping me put together that visual because, I, you know, you saw the muscles, but then you also saw kind of what looked like other skin under yes. her skin. There you go. That kind of held everything together. And, and when you're looking at that, you don't really know what that word is because you're like, well, they took off her skin. Right. But... That, this that's what that is it's fascia it's different the layers and everything go. so that it's that you totally got it yeah it's awesome so if you <laughs> if you want to know what i'm talking about i really you don't it's a really <laughs> tough movie to watch but you can google um you can just google a person without skin i think Ooh, that's scary yeah. maybe don't do that <laughs> but you can google martyrs and i'm sure a picture will come up so uh yeah not to gross anyone out i mean but if you've made it this far you're in the right place and can handle it yes you are but also if you've ever trimmed a tenderloin or a cut of meat basically chances are you've removed what in the culinary world is called the silver skin that's what it's called in the culinary world yeah forget everything i said about the movie (laughs) this is a much better reference (laughs) it is it's practically the same thing um that's if you look back at that photo, you know that it almost looked like a piece of paper. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh, it's that whitish cap. Um, yeah, that's the deep fascia. And good news, not only do pigs and cows have it, but we have it too. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it's so strong. Quote: Unlike other connective tissues and fats, the silver skin doesn't melt or become tender after cooking. Instead, staying tough and chewy. Yes, it does. Yeah. When your meat is finished cooking, the silver skin will still be attached, leathery and tough, and wholly inedible. End quote from mashed.com. So yeah, don't eat the deep fascia, not yours or anyone else's. Yeah, don't do it. Um, (laughs) You know, eat something else. Eat something else. Eat a pizza. (laughs) Eat a taco. Don't eat fascia. Yeah. Avoid it at all costs. And uh, if you think that allusion to cannibalism was uncomfortable, stay tuned, because after the break... We're finally going to talk about a wandering spleen. Yes! (laughs) Yeah. Some things come loose despite all of this. Uh, Stay tuned. Please. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And we're about to point to our spleens. Are you ready? Yes! (laughs) Yes! All right, everyone. uh, Point to your belly. Okay. Okay, that's your stomach. Now, move your finger up. And to the left, like all the way to the left. Not where I was expecting it. Yeah. Um, I, w- I really wasn't expecting anything. So, <laughs> Say hello to your spleen friend. Oh, hi. Up and to the left. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> a, few, uh, a few fun facts about this friend whose texts you never reply to. Uh, it's, the, <laughs> it's the largest organ uh, of the lymphatic system. Oh. And according to the National Center for Biotechnology, the spleen is soft and reddish purple. 
Cute. Yeah. Fun. Uh, the red tissue filters blood, getting rid of old or damaged red blood cells. That's very important. Oh, my God. Yeah. The white tissue consists of immune cells to help the immune system fight infection. This is really a, a great organ, I must say. Five yeah. stars. <laughs> Five stars. It's, it, she's working hard for the money. Yeah, helps you live. Um, actually, you can live without it. Oh, never mind. But no, if you can keep it, you should. Um, okay. But, you know, sometimes this option is out of our control, though. Yeah. Uh, let's head on over to Michigan Medicine in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where a 36-year-old woman entered the facility's emergency room in, a, in an enormous amount of abdominal pain. No. Yeah. That's never fun. Yeah. I'm not going to bury the lead here. My friends, I'm just going to say it. MRI scans revealed her spleen had moved a foot to the lower right. I didn't know... An organ could do that. Yes. I didn't know. Well, this one did. Well, I didn't know this organ yeah. could do that. I when you said wandering spleen, I imagined um, kind of like a blank space that you were going to fill in with, with a picture of whatever or, organ or whatever yeah. this was, and then um, I imagined it moving like an inch. Oh, this no. a foot? Full, full, full goddamn foot. Oh, total opposite that's, diagonal side. That's crazy. There's yeah. barely a foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. T- tell me more. Yeah, and that's not even the most bonkers part of the story. Um, You're shutting me. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, as reported by Live Science staff writer Nicoletta Lenice, uh, please tell us just how quickly this organ detached and moved. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Mm. Quote, just two days before learning about her wandering spleen, the patient had undergone a screening for liver cancer, during which doctors took medical images of her abdomen and saw her spleen sitting in its appropriate place. A day later, the woman began to experience abdominal pain and vomiting the worst. At the, at the emergency department, doctors took new scans, and in that space of time, her spleen had traveled the complete op- to the complete opposite side of her body. And, quote, so all of this happened in two days? Two days. Oh, my God. <laughs> it happened in two days. Oh, my God. Does she have a name? Nicoletta. <laughs> Jesus, Nick. Nikki. I don't know what to call her. I don't, we're not friends so yeah i can't call her nikki yeah. nicoletta yeah yeah two fucking days now i know what you're thinking how in god's name well let's shift our attention to the liver for a moment oh okay yeah sure. so the patient had a liver condition called primary sclerosing changlitis nailed it oh nope nope <laughs> i'm just kidding sclerosing cholangitis there it is there we go Nailed it for real. (laughs) Nailed it for real. Uh, According to the Mayo Clinic, this is when bile ducts that carry digestive liquids from the liver to the small intestine get inflamed. Oh, that sounds painful. The inflammation causes liver scarring or cirrhosis, making it difficult for blood to flow through the liver. Oh, no. Now, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what happened in this case as described to Live Science by Dr. Alexander Wester, a resident physician in internal medicine at Michigan Medicine. I would absolutely love to. All right, quote, much like a clogged pipe, this causes blood to back up. Uh, And one of the places it backs up is the spleen, he said. 
Over time, the spleen gets larger, trying to accommodate all the extra blood. As the spleen gets bigger, the ligaments surrounding it can get stretched out, allowing the spleen to escape its proper place in the upper abdomen. Thus, the wandering. End quote. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot of things are going on here. Yeah. The, 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 The blood is getting backed up. Yep. It's going to the spleen. You got it. Okay. And then as as the spleen gets bigger, all the stuff around it gets bigger. Yeah. And it and it stretches out and then the spleen just takes off. You got it. Yeah. Is that is that am I getting that right? That is exactly right. Yeah. Amazing. The spleen gets too big, the ligaments are like, "Fuck, I can't handle I can't handle it." And then snap. Bye. Yeah. And yeah. then it floats away. A, fl- a, f- a foot to the other side of your body. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, one of the biggest threats of having a wandering spleen is a condition called splenic infarction. Oh, no. Yeah, this is when blood vessels near the spleen become twisted and cut off the blood supply to the spleen. Oh, my God. Not only is this bad for the spleen, but also the super important pancreas. No, we're involving so many important organs tonight. (laughs) Yeah, because the pancreas is also connected to the spleen through blood vessels. So the pancreas can come... can become inflamed when the spleen gets dislodged. So a literal domino effect occurs. I was going to say we're on, we're on like the third organ that's getting hit by this wave. So exactly. So to prevent this life-threatening situation, doctors, you guess it, just take out the spleen. Oh, that's if you're lucky. Um, Our patient was being screened for liver cancer because she had cancer. Yeah. This makes things a hell of a lot more complicated since, quote, undergoing a splenectomy mm-hmm. would undermine her candidacy for a new liver. Oh, my God. Do- yeah. Dr. West told LiveScience.com. So what to do? What to do? Uh, doctors and the patient have opted to let the spleen wander, my friends. Oh, bold choice. Bold. <gasps> yeah. And they're treating the pain with pain control treatment and waiting waiting for a donor upon which they can both implant the new liver and then remove the touring spleen. So it's like at the same time. I hope we have like the most awesome therapist for her as well. I mean, I get stressed out about like crossing the street. Like, can you imagine being stressed out about three of your organs all depending on, you know, each other and... And also cancer, that's never fun. No. That's a that's a big stress factor. Um, it's I, insane. I hope she's talking to someone because that sounds horrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, this case was published last year in the New England Journal of Medicine. So, fingers crossed, this has been resolved and everyone is okay. I honestly don't know. Um, I, I'm sending yeah. those good vibes. Yeah. I hope, I hope she's okay. And if you ever... If you are ever having a bad day yeah. and feel alone, just remember, you are being hugged head to toe, internally, literally, right now, very, very tightly. And odds are, things are not going to fall apart. I so. <laughs> love that my body is literally hugging me from the inside out. It is. It's, it's doing it right now. Yeah. Your body's doing it. My body's doing it. Everyone gets a hug. Listeners' bodies are doing it. I love it. That sounds like we're all having uh, an orgy. <laughs> Just another episode. <laughs> well, there we go. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, subscribing, telling your friends about what holds them in place. 
I mean, no one wants their colon falling out of their butt. I don't. No. No. Uh, And please, as always, stay interesting. Please do.